Welcome to the Lessons for Living television program. My name is Bill Santos. Thank you so much for watching. Adventist Development and Relief Agency, better known as ADRA, is the official humanitarian agency of the Seventh-day Adventist Church. ADRA Canada works as part of a global ADRA network. And through this network, their reach extends into more than 100 countries. They work with communities in Canada and overseas to help them lift themselves out of poverty and in attempts to create a brighter future. ADRA Canada is part of a worldwide ADRA network and has been working to end extreme poverty in the poorest regions of the world since 1985 in an attempt to break cycles of extreme poverty and bring about lasting positive change, it is necessary that they be committed to long-term integrated programs that provide multiple interventions that bring water and sanitation, health, food, nutrition, education, and even income opportunities. And ADRA has been working to deliver these programs and respond to disasters internationally and domestically. Well, on today's program, we have someone here from ADRA Canada to help us learn more about this incredible work that they do and the worldwide ADRA network. Teresa, welcome to the Lessons for Living television program. Thank you. Thank you, Bill. It's good to be here well, today. Well, it's great to have you. I'm glad you accepted our invitation to, mm -hmm. to share with our viewers what I think is one of the best kept secrets in our Canada, mm -hmm. in, in, our, in our country, which is the work that, that ADRA Canada ADRA Canada does. And yes. so I'm looking forward to you sharing important information about um, what who ADRA Canada is. But mm -hmm. maybe before we get into that, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and who you are and, and what it is that you do at ADRA Canada? Sure, sure. Um, so I'm actually just a farm girl from New Brunswick, Canada. So from the Maritimes, East Coast. Um, and we grew up on about a 180-acre farm there, right on the water, until I was 10, and then we moved to the big city of Ontario, Oshawa, Ontario. Wow. Yeah, so it was a big change of pace. Um, essentially, my parents were looking for Adventist education, and so that's why we came to Oshawa. So educated at College Park Elementary School, Kingsway College. Um, then I went on to Southern, and I did my undergraduate there. Um, became an educator within the Adventist system. And then I went on to do my master's at Andrews University and continued from there. You know, I, I was pre-law at Southern and um, I thought maybe that's where God wanted me, but right. that was not his plan. <laughs> and so I ended up um, being an Adventist educator for many years in our high school, school uh, schools. And um, then eventually became a principal of schools and an education superintendent. And before ADRA, most recently, I was the executive secretary in the Maritime Conference. Well, so, excellent. Yeah, just so what is roles. It, so what was it about ADRA that attracted you to ADRA? Oh, such a good question. You know, um, this idea of service to humanity has always just engaged me in a way that said, I, I mean, we're very familiar with the quote, right? Ministry of healing and Jesus ministered to their felt needs first yes. and then bade them follow me. So I had my daughter seven years ago and I knew that I didn't want North American, North American context to be where she gravitated. I wanted her to understand there's a greater world out there and what service to humanity look like. And so for me, the question came to modeling, right? How do mm. we model that? 
And so um, a number of years ago when I was at Kingsway, I actually did some dictation and secretarial work um, for John Howard and for a few others within the ADRA office because it was right there on the campus. Um, so I've always had just this draw to ADRA. I spent two years teaching over in Asia, in Taiwan and China, and when I came back, I did apply for ADRA, a position. Um, but having been equipped in education mm -hmm. uh, at the time, you know, it just went to a phone interview and then that was kind of it. But then ADRA came knocking on my door about six months ago. Wow. To be their faith-based relations coordinator. So I'm in their philanthropy and marketing department and just absolutely loving it. That's wonderful. It's just this passion, right? When you look at the causes and what we're doing internationally and nationally, that you just, you can't help but be ignited with the fire. So tell us a little bit about this ADRA network that, you know, expands what reaches over 100, I think 100 countries, I said in the introduction, right? Correct. Tell us a little bit about that. Okay, so... Having been in education and conference leadership, I never really understood who ADRA was. But coming in, you see this amazing picture of 128 global office agency that functions as a humanitarian arm of the Seventh-day Adventist Church, while at the same time having the exact same purpose statement, to serve humanity so all may live as God intended. Mm. The exact same motto, right? The anchor words, justice, love, compassion. So it's this global agency that functions united. It's wonderful. For all intents purposes, I wish it was how our churches functioned, right? Yes. Not in silos, but together, united. Yes. And so they have this overarching, beautiful, essential mission that is at the core of the entire agency. So no matter where you go, you're going to connect with the ADRA office. Now, ADRA Canada in particular is one of the eighth largest offices. Okay. By the grace wow. of God, wow. right? Um, and so, but when we go into another country, ADRA Kenya, ADRA, wherever it may be, right? ADRA Czech Republic, ADRA Syria. When we go in, we partner with the local office. We never step in and supersede. We never step in and, and swoop in with some kind of savior mentality by any means, right? It's just a coming alongside and we connect and we work together. So typically what would be the areas that of relief or development that ADRA gets involved with? So ADRA Canada in particular, um, we have two very significant projects right now. One is the Bright Project um, and the other is our Together Project. Now, our BRIGHT project is stands for essentially breaking barriers for the uplifting of girls within education. Mm. And so that's our focus right now. And we're very active um, in countries such as um, Niger, Myanmar, um, as well as Sudan. And so we get to see girls for the very first time allowed within classrooms. Wow. I know. And the beauty is that we see that education can just open and unlock an entire society to potential, right? Mm. And so when we, when we come alongside the community and we, we always gain the support of community leaders in particular, 
um, when we come alongside that community and we begin to educate and we begin to provide resources and we begin to have conversations with local leadership, um, their eyes become opened because the desire is they will be empowered mm. to lift themselves, right? And not us lifting right, okay. because there has to be a certain level of sustainability. Yes. Um, so we have our Bright Project and then we have our um, Together Project. And our Together Project is specific, again, targeting young girls and women, but it's in particular united towards gender equality as well as that focus on health. There's a mm. very significant health component and accessibility of health for those countries that we work in connected to Together. Mm. And so with that, for example, we just had a presentation um, by one of the doctors, one of the medical um, consultants on our staff, who talked in particular about releasing a brand new app that's not going to need the internet, but it's going to be accessible over there to the care workers, to the nurses, to the, the medical staff and personnel, so that they have accessibility to training resources to really take our Together Project in connection to health to the next level. That's incredible. We would think that in uh, the time we're living, some of these issues would have been resolved by now, but sadly... They're not. Yeah. And that gender conversation is very different over there yes. compared to here in North America, right? These are where people for many years, and in particular women, have had absolutely no say, zero in their yes. community, in leadership, in the function of the future. And so they just, it's, it's very eye-opening. Um, and we have the ability, and what we're seeing oftentimes and I believe we're gonna show a video in particular that talks about um, grandmothers who are standing in the gap in many of these communities. For example, we're very present um, in Kenya and Uganda and the Philippines mm. and standing in the gap for many of their children. And the, the video we're gonna show um, is of a dear grandmother who weaves brooms and she takes these brooms, she walks them kilometers and kilometers away to the local market. And she says, what am I at 72 years old? Am I just supposed to lie down here? She says, no, it's better I die walking because my granddaughters rely on me. Hmm. So we're finding oftentimes a missing generation, um, whether they've gone away to try to find betterment, you know, in a, in, a, in a nearby city or something like that, or whether they've been human trafficked or whatever that looks like, we're seeing grandparents significantly standing in the gap for their oh. children. And so we have the opportunity to see these people, right, firsthand as our teams go over there to talk with them, to interview them, to find out how best can we support you. So do you guys, who invites you in to the, to bring relief. Right, to, great question. Who invites us in? You know, it's seeking partnerships. And in our dev department, um, they work countless hours writing grants and attempting to access funds and partnerships with whether it be Canadian Food Grains Bank um, or we've partnered with Sick Kids for this new app right out of Toronto here. Wow. And so we're significantly trying to make partnerships and let me tell you that when we connect those partnerships, um, doors just open mm. and they do, right? And we also have our prayer angels who are praying, you know, praying for many of our projects, many of our emergency responses, and we'll talk about yeah, that. Yeah, I wanna talk a little bit about that, yeah. Um, but th they pray, right, that those doors can be opened because at the end of the day, it's about impact on people's lives. 
And so our donors, our supporters, they're so key in what we do because we get to see the impact of water that flows from a wow. cistern, right? We get to see the impact of, of providing cash assistance for grandmothers who need to walk to market to give brooms. Um, and so it's about the impact and it's about touching those lives and their story then becomes our story. It's incredible. It's, it, it is amazing work. I've always respected the organization mm -hmm. and the work that you've done. I, I remember one time someone gave me an Adra baseball cap. And oh, yes. I happened to jump into a taxi cab in Toronto and ah. the driver said, Adra. Mm -hmm. And I said, oh, I don't, somebody just gave me the hat. But I Bill, said, I'm going to have to bring you an Adra hat yeah, that's now. Right. <laughs> Modernize. That's right. <laughs> and he said, uh, oh, you know, my, my village, Adra was responsible for bringing water to my ah. village. Beautiful. And uh, was living now in Toronto, was driving a cab. I thought, wow, that's, you know, the impact of this. But yeah. so the, so that's a little bit, I guess, of the development side. You also do, you know, relief or the emergency yes. response. Can you just sort of highlight maybe something that's going on right now that yes. that you guys have been doing on the emergency side? That For sure, yeah. for sure. So um, we focus on disaster and relief. Um, and we, we, in particular, um, look at how that response functions around the world. So you'll remember on February 6th, there was a significant earthquake that took place in Turkey and Syria. Mm -hmm. And right away, in fact, Adra Canada, one of our very own, Zenny Cooper, was on site. Wow. And so she was able to give us, like, ground zero right there on ground perspective. And so we featured her in our rebo rebooted Insider podcast. Um, so you see it, hear a clip from her and what it was like feeling these tremors and these quakes. Um, another one, for example, is um, a young man, Ibram. And he was caught for eight hours under the rubble, eight hours. And My he, he could hear his family in other parts and he's screaming and he's yelling. And Adra was one of those direct responders. We have an Adra Syria. They were direct responders, and they were able to get this young boy, Ibram, out. Um, and he tells kind of that journey of what it was like, you know, having all of a sudden people there who could help him and extract him. Um, but when Adra's there on the ground, you know, interestingly enough, we don't just function as Adra. You know, there will be other NGOs who are there, right? And so yes. they'll say, okay, World Vision, you do this. Adra, you're responsible for this. You know, try to get X number of tents so that we can provide shelter. And it goes through and, and you see this direct response that just, it blends lines of humanity. Hmm. And you see people responding as never before. Um, ADRA is known in particular within the industry, the, the, the corporate industry of nonprofits, as being able to go where no one else can go because of our 128 offices we have in countries. Wow. So we oftentimes with emergencies, have accessibility that others would not. So that emergency response is so key for us, but also because we gain accessibility so quickly. Um, so, yeah, so, yeah, so, so, I mean, so, how are you guys funded? <laughs> like, where does, it, right. where does the money come from? Like, how do you? Where does it come from? Yeah. Um, so we do access grants. So we partner with Global Affairs Canada, with Canadian Food Grains Bank, um, Sick Kids. We, we have various partnerships that we have facilitated through grant programs. However, in order to make that happen, there's typically a competitive match component. I see, okay. It has to come in from an organization, right? 
So when I say that our donors, and in fact, right now in Agile Canada, we're doing a very significant pivot. Okay. To where we're really focusing on philanthropy and fundraising and our marketing platforms. Um, by becoming even more so donor centric. Because if we don't have those matching monies to be competitive, then we don't have accessibility to four-way matches, five-way matches or whatever we may get, right? From corporate partners. Okay. And so that donor, right? Their impact has the ability to unlock more. Oh, that's interesting. So a large chunk of your donation then is matched based, based on regular individuals like myself donating to you guys. Yes, So yes. I, I, I want to talk about what you guys have in Canada going on right now. We mm -hmm. only have a couple minutes, but I want to make sure we get in. So someone that's watching right now and says, wow, I really admire the work that these guys are doing. I'd like to, so how do they, how can they do that right now? Right now. Yeah. Oh, I love it. So they can go on our website. We're attempting to facilitate a very donor centric portal so that when people go on our site, they can easily access whether there's a hunger crisis or whether they want to give to Turkey and Syria, and you okay. can define that donation. Okay. And right now we're trying to focus really hard on our monthly consistent donors. Oh, see, okay. Because you know that even if it's $10 a month, $15 a month, whatever you want to give, that's money that you know at the end of the day is coming in for sure. Yes. I'll give you an example. We we're just headed into a new fiscal year for us. It just ended March, and we're, April's our new one. We wanted to give assistance to 13 other countries on top of our projects, and it was very difficult to do that because of our budgetary constraints. Right. And so what we did is then we went down to six, and all we could do was focus on two, Yemen oh. and Venezuela, wow. out of those 13, right? But it's the accessibility of donations and in particular monthly donors that allows us to give even more beyond the major projects. We probably have like two minutes left. Okay. So, yes. so what is the website? Is it a website? It's www.adra.ca. Okay. And then you can follow us on any of our social media platforms, YouTube, Vimeo, and there, I mean, we're very active. I can tell you I managed our SM platform for three weeks and I put forward 160 posts on those platforms Excellent. in three weeks. So we're very active. So and we're, we're going to put a link on our great. website to, uh, to the ADRA website. So Wonderful. viewers want to visit l4ltv.com, there'll be a link there to ADRA. Before we go in the last two minutes, um, you do work over, but you do also work in Canada. Mm -hmm. Do you have anything going on in Canada right now that our viewers might be interested in knowing? Yes, so we have a very dynamic Canadian national program um, that we're developing even more. Um, whenever we go into our churches or constituency or even visioning session with our board, there's very much a cry for national programs. And so we've been developing that over the years and right now we're active. I'll give you an example. We sure. just were featured in the Alberta Adventist News um, as coming alongside uh, the Mamaway Atoskaden School and assisting them and supporting them through grant writing and things of that nature to build a community center oh, wow. for them. Another one that we featured um, back in, Jerry, in January was for Indigenous Peoples and the Edmonton Filipino Church. And ADRA came alongside that entire community and we assisted them in building wicking beds, which are sustainable agricultural growth. And so those are just a few projects, but 
Adra, since COVID, has become even more active across Canada with accessibility of funds and just really supporting our Canadian team. So if there's a uh, maybe a, a lay church leader right now from any denomination mm -hmm. or a pastor watching us, we get pastors that watch and are yes. interested in maybe pitching a national project to Adra, could they reach out to you and say, hey, here's an idea that we have and would you guys look at it? Absolutely. And, you know, and let us know what... Yes, in fact, out in BC, there was a very significant program and that's exactly what we did. And maybe we can talk about that yeah, next time. A that's right, bit. we're gonna have to, because we're, we're all out of time and they're, my crew is giving me all kinds of hand signals that we have to stop. I have we're, so many other stories, <laughs> Bill. Well, thank you so much. We're just gonna close our program with a word of prayer. Sure. Gracious God, loving Heavenly Father, thank you so much for organizations like ADRA that have made it their reason for existing to alleviate suffering. And mm. Father, we think of those that are suffering right now. And we ask that you just uh, draw near to them and just comfort and strengthen them. And bless each and every viewer, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, we've come to that time in our program where we have our book offer on every single program. We like to make a resource available to you, our viewers, just to to help you in your spiritual journey. And uh, we're really excited about this offer. We have here a book, uh, Faith to Change the World. It is an ADRA Canada book. And I have ADRA Canada here. Why don't you tell us a little bit about, about this wonderful little book here? Sure. So John Howard um, was essentially the founder of ADRA Canada in 1985. Wow. And uh, it was his vision to really step forward and to make this more of a global agency and just to become part of the ADRA network, um, which was two years earlier. So ADRA, I started that. So we're celebrating 40 years this year. That's beautiful. Well, we'd, like, we'd love to send you this book. If you're interested in receiving it, I want you to pay close attention to the information we're about to provide you. And you'll see coming out of that, um, one of the videos that was mentioned in our program will be there and you'll get a better understanding of some of the fine work that ADRA is currently doing around the world. To receive today's free offer, you can log on to the Lessons for Living television website, www.l4ltv.com. That's the Lessons for Living television website, www.l4ltv.com. You can also write us at Post Office Box 27030, Simcoe Conlon Post Office, Oshawa, Ontario, L1G0A3, and we would be happy to send the offer out to you. That's Post Office Box 27030, Simcoe Conlin Post Office, Oshawa, Ontario, L1G0A3. If you live in Canada, this offer will be sent out to you free and postage paid. For viewers living outside of Canada, shipping charges will apply. If you wish, you can order this offer by calling our 1-800 number and speaking with one of our volunteers at 1-800-972-0337. 1-800-972-0337. Operators are standing by now. While on our website, you can leave a prayer request, and if impressed to do so, donate to help keep this ministry on the air. Thank you for your support. I was born right here in this village in 1950. My father was a rich man. 
We had camels, cattle, sheep, and goats. There was a lot of rain and a lot of green pasture. There was plenty of meat, plenty of milk. My job as a young girl was to look after the goats and milk them every day. We would make cream, butter, curds, and yogurt. We were even able to grow sorghum. That would give us a dry cereal that would last right through the dry season. I remember pouring milk on the cereal. It was delicious. Life was good. There was never any hunger. Then in 1980, we got our first drought. It only lasted a year, but it hit us hard. Then we got another one in 1990, then again in 2000. That's when things really began to change. The rain that we got each year was less and less. The droughts became longer and longer. The drought that we are in right now is the worst it has ever been. It has swept everything away. We only have five goats left, and they don't give milk. My husband has been dead now for many years. I have been left alone to care for our four grandchildren. I am doing my best to support them. I make brooms to sell in the market. If I work hard at it, I can make 15 brooms a day. But when I have other things to do, I might make only nine or 10. Once each week, I take my brooms into the market. If I were to hire a taxi or motorbike to transport them into town, it would cost so much that there would be little money left to buy food for my grandchildren. And so I walk to the market with 60 brooms on my head. It is about 10 kilometers, so it takes a good five hours. I have to stop and rest every couple of kilometers. There are a lot of other women like me that are making brooms, and so sometimes it's hard to find a buyer. We usually just sell to a middleman. He gives me 250 shillings for the bundle of 60 brooms. I take the money and buy some maize flour and walk back home. That is always a good day when I can make ugali for my girls. But usually, by the next day, it's all gone, and we have to eat wild fruit for the rest of the week. Adra has helped us a lot. There was a time when they were sending us emergency cash every month. We were able to eat well, and for a while, life was good again. There was even enough money to buy school uniforms and shoes for the grandkids. The people of Canada have been so kind to help us like that. But that program has finished, and we are back to eating what we can from my broom money. Some people ask me why I continue to work so hard at 72. But what else can I do? Shall I just lie down and sleep? With no food, I would soon die in my sleep. It is better that I die walking than die sleeping. My girls are counting on me. How can I let them down?
Well, we've come to the end of another Lessons for Living television program, but before we go, I want you to hear of an exciting event coming May the 13th. Theresa, tell us a little bit about that. Yes, May 13th is our Disaster and Famine Relief offering, which goes across Canada. And because we're so close to Mother's Day, this year we have featured three mothers in war-torn, hunger-ridden countries that we really want you to focus on through their lens. Give generously, May 13th. Thank you. Thank you. There'll be a link on our website, l4ltv.com, where you can make your donation to ADRA Canada. I hope you will do that. Thank you so much for watching. Our plan is to be back here again next week. We hope you're with us. God bless you. We'll see you then.